You're listening to OEA Grow, a member-led production of the Oregon Education Association. OEA Grow is by members for members. In Season 2, educators discuss conflict resolution strategies. Your host for Season 2 is OEA member Joyce Rosenau. Hello, welcome to another episode in the Conflict Resolution Styles podcast. I'm Joyce Rosenow. And I'm here today with Mary Jean Williams, who's going to talk to us about communication styles. So Mary Jean, would you like to introduce yourself, please? Well, hi, folks. Thank you for tuning in. Um, I'm uh, Mary Jean Williams. I teach communication studies at Clackamas Community College. And uh, I have a PhD in education. And so the reason I'm going to talk to you about conflict management styles, uh, which are ways that we communicate in the face of uh, situations of conflict, is because I I take a, a personal interest in this as a scholarly area and as a place where most people don't like conflict. And so we have these different styles of coping with it. And it's good to have a lot of different styles to cope with it. Uh, But some styles are more useful in some situations than others. So Joyce and I are going to talk through these five different basic uh, ways that we respond to communication. And maybe you'll be able to see yourself in these five different styles. Okay, I have a question first before we start. The Do most people have one style that they're really strong in and then the other ones? Or can some people flow or should you be able to flow easily amongst them? Well, that is a great question, Joyce. Uh, Yes, most people have a preferred communication style, a style that we uh, default to by preference. Um, And that's that's completely normal. And whether that style is the best style for that situation, it it depends on the situation. So we'll unpack that. Um, Okay, so talk to us about uh, the first style. Sure. So the first style I want to talk about is the avoiding style. Now, sometimes the avoiding style, which means you withdraw from the person, you withdraw from the conflict, and you simply don't engage about it. Sometimes that's called a lose-lose style, because nobody gets what they want that way. Uh, You don't get what you want, the person you're in conflict with, uh, they don't know that you're unhappy, so the relationship suffers, and whatever tasks are needed for the two of you to forward together, they really don't get handled um, when you're in the avoiding place. Now, sometimes avoiding is a good idea. For example, if your feelings are very hot, if you're very aroused, and you need to get yourself under control before you can manage conflict, then the avoiding style uh, can be an important um, place to go at first. Good. What? Uh, so another way that I could communicate. Sure. So the second style is called accommodating. Um, the accommodating style is when you give in and you just let the other person have their way. Now, this can be a useful style when it really doesn't matter very much to you, but it matters a lot to the other person. And maybe the stakes are not very high. Um, 
for example, you're designing a bulletin board together and you both have some, uh, some nice images and uh, it would both work, but your partner uh, just has stronger feelings about it than you do. Let it be okay. Let them put their images up on the bulletin board. Um, not worth it. Not, not that important. Now, the accommodating style uh, is sometimes called a lose-win style because you lose yourself, but the person you're in conflict with, they win. And sometimes this is perfectly fine. Like I said, if the stakes are low, it doesn't matter that much to you. Just let them have their way. However, if you have a long-standing pattern of always getting in, uh, giving in, or always giving in in that given relationship, then your needs are not going to be met in the long term. And that relationship is going to suffer as a result. Um, and furthermore, your feedback and your contribution to the work together is simply not going to get expressed uh, if you're always accommodating. Um, so there are times when it's good, but again, you should not be accommodating all the time or the work in your relationship will suffer in time. Good. Those were good examples. Um, so what's another style? Okay. So we're going to shift to a slightly different um, sort of focus. Uh, this third conflict management uh, response style is called the competing style. This is where, uh, this is where you fight for what you want. You put your own needs ahead of the other person um, and you win at all costs. And this can be important in high stakes situations such as health and safety. You absolutely should not compromise when your health and safety are, uh, are involved. Um, however, if you're always out to win, that means that your communication partner always has to lose. And so that's why it's called a win-lose uh, response style. And again, the relationship will deteriorate over time. If you always have to win and the other person always has to lose, you're going to lose that relationship eventually because people won't give in indefinitely and remain in play with you. Uh, so sometimes it's good to compete when the stakes are high, uh, but you don't want to make a pattern of it if you care about this relationship. Um, if you're in a conflict with someone who is always competing with you and they always have to win and, and have the final say, are there any words of advice you can give to the person who's talking to that kind of person who's in that mindset? Is there a way to move them out of that mindset or a way to change the dynamics between the two of you? Yeah, and that gets, that gets complex. First of all, you need to know your mind. And you need to approach the situation with clarity about your own goals. And you also need to pick a time and place to talk to that person where you feel that you can both listen with an open mind and an open heart. And sometimes that takes some patience and persistence to make that time and that place happen. Um, you want to make sure that you're not rushed. You want to make sure that you're not stressed or anxious. And you do want to prepare what you want to say ahead of time. It's a good idea to avoid using uh, accusatory language, such as you language, because that puts people on the defensive and that will you know, drive you farther apart. 
Um, so that's a that's a starting point. Good. It also sounds like um, if you're in that kind of relationship that always happens, it would be a good place to ask for a mediator. And we'll talk more about that later. What's well, the I'm definitely going to get to that. I'm assuming at this point that people do want to work <laughs> it out for themselves. But absolutely, uh, we are... Um, we are mediators, and the fact is that not every conflict can be resolved uh, uh, between you. And mediation is an excellent way to maintain control of the outcome while having someone help you make sure that both sides get heard, that both sides are respected, and they have a forum where they can work through their issues uh, in a more collaborative way. Good. What's the fourth style? The fourth style, some people think that this fourth style, the compromise style, is the highest and best way to go. But really, when you compromise, both sides have to sacrifice something. And the truth is that nobody walks away from a compromise feeling good about it. They all got hurt a little bit. Yeah, they got a little something. Um, But it's also called a partial lose-lose. Because, okay, you resolve something, you put it behind you, but nobody really feels whole. Um, Sometimes a compromise is the best you can do. Um, Say you've uh, got two people that um, just really feel uh, stressed when they pass each other in the hallway because of some history. Um, And you can't work through that. You just need to um, make your way differently around the campus. Um, it means perhaps that one person always used, uses the north entrance and the other person always uses the south entrance. And neither one of you is going to feel completely good about that because you're, you're not as free to use both entrances as you might otherwise have. On the other hand, you both have access to the building. You're freed from that stressful interaction and it can be a good cooling off period until some future time when you can talk. That might be a compromise that would be a temporary one, but it can buy you some time until you can work through things better. And the last style? Now, the last style is called collaboration. And sometimes collaboration is called the gold standard for conflict management and for conflict response. In collaboration, Everybody gets what they want. Both parties are satisfied. Um, both, both parties feel whole at the end. It's also called a win-win. Now, obviously, this is, this is what everybody really wants. Everybody really wants uh, for everybody to be happy. Um, and it's hard to get there sometimes uh, for a number of reasons. First of all, arriving at a collaborative solution requires trust and it requires patience. Uh, When you first come together around a conflict, um, uh, sometimes you you can't even talk about the issues, let alone make yourself vulnerable enough uh, to propose ways that you can both get what you want. Um, Here's an example. Um, Say you have uh, two co-teachers who both really love uh, teaching um, Westward Movement history. Okay, you both really, really love it, and you both um, have a lot of uh, experience and 
uh, curriculum built up around teaching uh, westward, the history of westward movement. Um, so, you know, one might want to say, I should teach this because I'm really good at it. And the other one can say the same thing. I should teach this. I'm really good at that. Well, a collaboration might be for them to share their resources and take turns teaching this lesson, then that lesson, this lesson, then that lesson. And that way, the students get the benefit of both of your experience in your teaching materials and your fabulous uh, mocked up covered wagons that go over the desks. Um, and the students benefit from that if you work together to put your very best forward uh, together. Um, now, what's hard about this, uh, like I said, is about trust and patience. Uh, you need to make a plan to take turns. And that means that you need to trust each other that this time it's your turn, but next time it's my turn. And that turn taking will be honored and respected. And you don't have to advocate for it again and again and again. And that's why I'm saying that collaboration requires trust and patience. You have to trust your partner to let it be your turn next time. And you have to be patient while you take turns being able to express your very best work together. Collaboration, win-win. Um, isn't, uh, well, almost all the styles are, people are seeking shared values or shared interests, something that they can build from in order to communicate better with each other. Well, I would say that they're uh, working hard to cope in a, in a difficult situation. Um, the avoiding style, I would say, no, you're not looking for shared common ground at all. And that's why avoiding is a lose-lose, is you never achieve common ground. Um, it really values uh, the relationship the least because there's no opportunity to even create or discover common ground. Um, but... Uh, the closer you move toward collaboration, the better shot you have at uh, moving forward with both parties being satisfied and both parties having a working relationship that's successful in the future. Good. Do you have any final thoughts you would like to give us about um, either communication or the mediation process? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, three thoughts. So remember that uh, even though people have a, uh, a preferred conflict style, um, it's not wrong to go there first. All right. It's healthy to develop different conflict styles for different circumstances and let it be okay that you enter a conflict in your best style until you can move through it in uh, when you figure out what the best style is. So uh, respect yourself, respect your, your wholeness as a person while you work through it. Um, second of all, even if you do pick an optimum conflict style, it doesn't mean that you're going to be able to come up with a resolution together that feels satisfying to both of you. And sometimes it really is a good idea to reach out to a mediation program so that um, you get another set of ears in the room um, that can help level the playing field, that can help minimize the defensiveness uh, between you. Um, in mediation, um, the mediators meet first with you individually, 
to hear you out, to understand the issues, to unpack what happened uh, one-on-one first. And then uh, we create a time or identify a time when everyone can get together. Uh, We do this work either face-to-face or via Zoom as circumstances uh, allow. And uh, and then the, the mediation process begins together. And for those people looking for um, mediation, uh, both Mary Jean and uh, myself are mediators. Um, you can co- you can email mediation at oregoned.org, or you can just go on the OEA website if you can't remember that address. So thank you again, Mary Jean. I think this was very interesting. I think people can learn a lot about communication. Well, thank you, Joyce. I enjoyed the conversation. For more OEA professional learning opportunities, visit our webpage at grow.oregoned.org.